So let's pray before we get started tonight. Father, we thank you tonight that we get to minister your word. It is a privilege and an honor. And we're so grateful that you've given us your holy written word. And we depend upon your voice tonight and divine utterance to minister with your ability, with great grace. And we thank you, Father, that people listening on live stream and the people here tonight in the sanctuary have anointed ears to hear, that their minds are open and hearts receptive to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, let's start tonight in Romans chapter 8. And again, I'm going to talk about spirit-led prayer. And we're going to, I'm not going to go too long with the teaching, but I'm just going to refresh our memory about uh, some things in prayer, a couple of scriptures. And then um, we're going to pray because I always love my uh, uh, father in the faith, Kenneth E. Hagan. He would say, you learn through precept and example. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, we can get, like, have you ever read through, maybe before you learned to drive, you read the manual, the driving manual. And you learned a lot, a lot of the laws and the rules and, and the signs. And But it's a different thing when you get behind the wheel, isn't it? You have to learn through experience, too, and just doing it. And so many times we think, well, people can pray at home and they can pray when they're walking and they can pray. You know, why do we have to do prayer all together at the church? Well, many times that's when you learn that, you know, you learned through hearing others pray. And also you just can dedicate that time to the Lord to pray, to help uh, pray things through that need to be prayed. Maybe not just for you but for the church or the ministry or other things. And uh, David and I, we um, we have been asked again to go to Brazil at the end of August. And, uh, you know, we've just heard so many things that, um, you know, kind of woke us up to some of the reasons. We know why we go to preach, of course, to get people born again yeah. and uh, see miracles. And, and we always do. Praise God. It's wonderful. But also, uh, you know, there's just uh, such a, a conflict in the spirit of the enemy wanting to take over these countries through socialism, communism, etc. Yeah. And um, we, you know, we were made aware of some of that. Uh, toward Brazil that, you know, they have such a wonderful president whom we had the privilege of meeting when we were last visiting there. And he's a Christian man, loves the Lord. And uh, he, we met the mayor of Rio de, de Janeiro, and he's also a Christian man and loves the Lord. And to see these, uh, you know, this huge, huge country blessed by these leaders, it's amazing. But, you know, the devil doesn't like it. So we need to keep these men, and, and also we met uh, some women leaders and senators that uh, are Christian. We need to keep them in our prayer. Yeah. Amen? Um, and the Bible teaches us to do that in First Timothy chapter 2. It says, pray for all those who are in authority. And we think about that. Maybe we think about that a lot in our country. And we do here. We pray for our president, our vice president. We pray for the Congress, we pray for the Supreme Court, we pray for the Pentagon, amen, and uh, even our local and our state governments. But um, sometimes we maybe are, are slack a little bit in, in the nations that we might need to pray for. So um, 
that's just was kind of on our heart this week. And um, when I decided, well, I felt like the Lord wanted me to teach on prayer tonight. I thought we might take a little time and pray for Brazil Amen. tonight. And then we'll also be in Argentina. So those those South American nations. Amen. Praise God. I know they pray for us, too. Thank God. <laughs> right. But uh, we need to also be in covenant with them and pray for them, too. So let's look at Romans chapter eight. And we'll look at verse 26. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, I just think that's so outstanding that we have help from the Holy Spirit to pray the perfect will of God. Because sometimes we think we know in our minds what we should pray for. Or we might even think we know what the will of God is maybe for someone else's life. And it might not be the way. It might be your will for them instead of God's will for them. Um, and I'm, I'm not talking about we know the will of God's healing. We know the will of God is provision for everyone. But I'm talking about special uh, items that might come up, like where a person's supposed to live or who they're going you know, need to marry or things that would not necessarily be in the word. But um, we sometimes can enforce our will instead of just letting God move and do what he wants to do as we pray in the spirit. Amen. So it's a beautiful way to pray when you don't know exactly what to pray. And I thank God for it. I mean, it's such a blessing. Everyone needs to be able to pray in the spirit and be spirit led in prayer because the Bible says he uh, knows the mind of the spirit and he searches the hearts. Now, the mind of the spirit is the plan, the plan of God, the plan of the spirit. So he knows the plan and that's what he helps us to pray. Verse 28. And we know now look at the conjunction there. And we know all things work together for good. Um, we know that because we're letting the Holy Spirit pray his will. Amen. And, and I know that many times this this one scripture has been taken out of context and put on plaques and in the Christian bookstores. And that's fine. I love scriptures on plaques. But we need to remember that there's usually scriptures before and afterward that bring it into context. And so it's not that just everything works out, you know, and God just, you know, he can work it all together. You know, that cancer and that hardship and that whole, you know, mess you've been in, God will work it all. Well, no, he works together, all things together when we pray, when we pray according to his will. That's when he can work. Amen. Because it seems God is limited unless someone prays, unless someone first prays. And, you know, I don't have time to go into all those scriptures tonight, but uh, you can study that out, that he has asked us to pray. He said, you have not because you ask not. And Paul even went so far to say, I, he said, I pray without ceasing. So there must be something to it. Amen. There's got to be. And we know that there is. So verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Uh, so this 
the whole uh, Romans chapter eight is a wonderful chapter, but I really these these verses here are some of my favorites because it gives me confidence when I'm praying in the Holy Ghost and my mind is unfruitful. In other words, my mind does not know what heart is speaking to God about. It gives me confidence that I am praying the will of God. And so when I pray in the Holy Ghost, I'm talking to God. Now, this is a private prayer language. It's not the gifts of the Spirit where you're ministering to man. The, the gift of the Spirit would be a tongue and then an interpretation. Yeah. And that's when you're talking to, to people by the Spirit of God. Yes. But this type of praying is, is a private prayer language where you're just talking to God. So you don't have to interpret you might not even know what you're praying about. You just have a yearning to pray. You know prayer needs to be made. And it just you just know it, you know, and and the more you obey that prompting of the Lord, the 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 greater the anointing and presence of God gets when you begin to pray. Yes. Uh there almost seems like a point where the spirit of God just hooks up with you and you just Sometimes you go into all different kinds of languages. Sometimes you're groaning in the spirit. Sometimes there's weeping. Yeah. It's just really interesting. And it's not emotional. No. It comes from your heart, from your spirit. And I've even experienced times where there was a lot of laughter. Yeah. Now I'm talking about by myself in my own prayer closet, laughing hysterically. And, but it wasn't anything emotional. It was out of my heart. And you know that, uh, God is a joyful God. Amen. And also with that laughter, sometimes you realize how defeated the devil is. He's so defeated. Amen. And he tries to act so big and bad and horrible. And he is a defeated foe. Praise the Lord. We have authority over him. So we know that when we pray, all things work together for good. And hallelujah, he can work it for your good. He really can. And uh, we can all testify to that fact. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6. Are you with me? All right. Spirit-led prayer. Let the Spirit of God. Now, there are times where you know you have your prayer list. I have my prayer list. Um, I pray all of y'all are on my prayer list. I pray and I, you know, pray for uh, my, uh, what we call colleagues, you know, uh, other ministers. I have a whole list and, you know, people that God's put on my heart. So that's okay to have all that. However, there's a time where you could just go to God and say, I want to pray your will today. I want to pray what you know that we need to pray for, Father. Because many times he, many, all the time, he knows the future and we don't know the future. And so he leads and guides us in prayer so that we pray things before it even happens. You can, you can have things avoided in your life that need to be avoided. <laughs> And then you can have things come together like we just read for the good for something down the road. Isn't that beautiful? And it's not psychic or weird. It's the Spirit of God leading and guiding us as we simply yield to Him, just a yieldedness to the Lord and a trust that He's going to pray through us by His Spirit. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 6. Look at verse 18. Praying always. Now look at that word. That means a good, a good deal of prayer, right? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Now what does that mean in the spirit? That means being led of the spirit. 
being led from what he tells you to say or whether he tells you to. Sometimes I've you know, been with the Spirit of God. He just said, be quiet. Just be quiet. <laughs> be, be still and just know that I'm God. And that's been some of my prayer. Amen. It's interesting, isn't it? It's not always what we think it needs to be or feel like, you know, we're put under pressure because somebody, you know, the else that prays, prays that way. And we feel like we have to follow how they pray. But um, the Spirit of God can, you know, he, he can lead you. And if you let him, it really becomes refreshing instead of like a duty you know, well, this is my, you know, <laughs> this is my cross to bear. I got to pray an hour and I'm going to time it right now and make it through somehow. It's, not, you know, your relationship with God can be really free. And when you pray, you might even praise, sing. That's part of prayer is singing to the Lord and worshiping him and taking some of the courses that we sing here and just lifting your hands and and singing to God, and then also singing in the Spirit. That's beautiful, isn't it? Yes. And it just, there's something about singing to the Lord and singing in other tongues that brings such a peace in our lives. It's, it's, uh, and the Bible says something about in the Amplified tranquility. You know, I think a lot of people are looking for tranquility in all the wrong places. And, um, and then God, God's so peaceful. And tranquil. And so, uh, if you approach him with just singing and worshiping and then singing in the spirit, many times he can direct your prayers easier because the anxiety and the care and the worry just roll off. And you know that he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords and he can handle our little problems. They become very small in his presence. So praying always with all prayer and supplication, being led of the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. It's so interesting to me that most of the New Testament praying is for Christians. It's for the saints. You would think it would be for the lost, you know? And there's, there are prayers for the lost, of course. But most of it is prayer for the churches. Prayer for the saints, prayer for the pastors, evangelists, prophets, teachers, apostles. And why, why are we, are we, you know, exhorted almost continually through the New Testament to pray that way? Because the church has a responsibility to get this message out. Amen. And we've got to be in tip top shape to be able to minister to the lost, preach the gospel to the law, everybody, not just the pulpit ministry we're all supposed to proclaim and the gospel amen we're also supposed to be ready to pray for people that need help at the grocery store or at the post office or wherever we go we need to be able ministers ready to um to help in any situation where there's a spiritual especially a spiritual need and so it you know we we need to pray for one another that we are strengthened with all might in our inner man. Amen. We walk around strong every day. Praise God. Not poor pitiful me. I feel bad. I'm down and out. Not, you know, I don't know even God, 
you know, even hears me, that kind of thing. We need to be ready and strong. So we, what do we do? We pray for each other. We, we supply each other with the Spirit of God and, uh, speaking the word over one another. And so, uh, he, you know, he says for all saints, perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now the, you know, the prayer for the lost would be send laborers, Lord. Send laborers to the lost. Well, who are the laborers? Us. We're the laborers. Amen. And the Bible says they're few. So that's why we pray for the church. We pray for the ministries. We pray for the Christians so that they are sent forth into the fields of harvest and people receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Amen. So uh, let's read on. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I might open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And that's a great prayer to pray for our pastor and for others who minister here. Now, let's uh, move a little faster here. Let's go to Philippians. It's next, the next book, Philippians 4. Look at verse 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Um, the Amplified says, do not fret or have any anxiety. Now think about that. Do not fret. I'm, I'm telling you, God is, <laughs> he's talked to me sometimes about that because I'll get upset about something and really it is fretting. I mean, it's fretful is what it is. And anxious about it and I've heard the Spirit of God say to me you're going to feel so silly when I answer this prayer and you've acted like this so just get out of your fretfulness and anxiety and praise me and thank me because I'm working on it and when it manifests you won't have to say well I acted like a child I acted like a toddler fretting and acting all anxious and everything you see what I mean that's not the walk of faith. The walk of faith says, I know it might look bad, but I'm telling you, God is working in this and he is making it right. Amen. And and then when it comes to pass, you, you can say, I told you <laughs> instead of, wow, I acted like an idiot. Right. I mean, he's taught me a few things because I've been right there acting like the idiot. Um, but do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. But by prayer and petition, definite request, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. He wants to know what you want. He wants to know what you want. So ask him. Talk to him about it. Let your request be made known unto him. Instead of having unspoken requests, speak them. Speak them to him. And let them be known. And let him move. Because when you ask, The Bible says something happens in the spirit that he is then able to do what he's promised. But if we don't ask, it's, you know, unlikely unless someone else is praying for us. And I wouldn't rely on that all the time because, you know, sometimes people forget to pray for you. They might forget, but you can pray. Amen. You can come to the throne anytime you want to come. And let your request be made known. The Bible says, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I thank God for that. Okay, one more scripture. 1 Corinthians 14. 
And I want us to emphasize this because we're going to pray in a minute and we're going to um, I'm going to let the live stream people uh, go and pray on their own. And we're going to pray here at the church. But I want them to know this as well as whoever is here tonight um, in the sanctuary. First Corinthians 14. Uh, let's look at verse two, because, again, I wanted to emphasize what we were talking about, the unknown tongue for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue. This is first Corinthians 14 two, speaketh not unto men, speaketh not unto men. This is, again, your prayer language. Prayer is talking to God. So it says you're not talking to man at this with this unknown tongue this particular one right here, but unto God. So you're talking to God in other tongues, in unknown tongues. Amen? Because there's been some confusion about that. I know in, in my church in Panama City, there was confusion about that. And we had a prayer meeting and we were praying in the spirit and a, a person walked in that was, a, he was a spirit filled Christian, but his wife that he just married was not. And she Got him all stirred up and said, you know, they're, they're, uh, out of order and whatever, whatever, because they're speaking in tongues with no interpretation. But the fact of it is that we were in order because we were praying. We were talking to God. And there's the scripture right there, one of them, that says, in an unknown tongue, speaking not unto men, but unto God. Amen. Now, if I was just speaking to y'all in other tongues to men or women and I just kept speaking in tongues to y'all, you would think she's lost her mind. Right. She's gone crazy because you don't speak to tongues and to men or women unless there is an interpreter that speaks their language and interprets what's being said. Amen. But the private prayer language that we're going to pray in a minute, is to God, and it's okay with Him. Amen? Yeah. In fact, He help, He hooks up with you. He takes hold together with you in prayer, and He prays these most powerful prayers through you. It's beautiful. According to His will. And we know if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us, and we have the petitions that we desire of Him. Amen? It's so so cool. I mean, I think this is just the coolest thing in the world that it's so supernatural. It's so beautiful that God helps us to pray. So see that scripture there about praying with the spirit. Now look at verse 15 and we'll start. We're going to start. It says, what is it then? I will pray with the spirit. I will pray with the understanding also. Praying with the Spirit would be praying in other tongues. Praying with the understanding would be praying in your native tongue. Here it would be English. Some places it's Spanish. Some places it's Portuguese. Whichever would be a native tongue is the understood tongue. Amen? I know this is probably elementary and you all already know this, but there might be someone watching online tonight that needs to hear a little foundation. Amen? Uh, what is it then? I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing, here we go, with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. And these are so important, and we don't need to neglect these things, because verse 18 said, Paul said, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. I mean, it was a priority in his life. Amen? 
So um, again, we're going to uh, turn the live stream off now. God bless you. Thank you for, for listening in. And uh, just take some time. Get on your knees now and pray. And we're going to uh, pray here at the church. God bless you.